0: Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens.
1: I'm
2: Christina Roberts.
0: I'm Chris Roberts.
2: I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it's
1: great to be with you. Today we are going to be talking about self-care. Is self-care just a buzzword? Uh, and I think it's all over the place, right? That we need to take care of ourselves. Self-care is not the same as selfishness. There's the classic, when you're on the airplane, put the oxygen mask on you first so that you can put the oxygen mask on the others. So I think our culture really talks a lot about self-care, but in what ways does the contemplative life and contemplative practice really help to foster this idea of self-care? So uh, today we're going to be talking about self-care. Who wants to start us off?
2: I am thankful that we are talking about self-care because this has been a lifelong journey, I think at this point in trying to figure out, okay, what does it look like to really invest in all of this? Even recently, I was talking to someone about how I've been trying to settle more quickly emotionally, right? To be able to say, oh, this is hard and that's okay and breathe through it and watch the emotion fall away. And uh, the the woman I was talking to was like, and what about, like, taking a bath? And I was like, right. And I have frequently just stared longingly at the bath and thought, wouldn't that be nice? And then I just keep going. I don't actually do it. And so as much as I have spent time thinking about self-care and trying to do self-care, it is still this ongoing process of if you have an urge to take a bath, maybe there's something meaningful there.
1: Christina, I appreciate you saying that. It actually reminds me of a quote by Rumir Godin. Um, He wrote a book, A House with Four Rooms, which I have not read the book, but this quote is really meaningful. He says, um, everyone is a house with four rooms, a physical, a mental an emotional and a spiritual. Most of us tend to live in one room most of the time, but unless we go into every room every day, even if only to keep it aired, we are not a complete person. And I just find such wisdom in that, that there, there are these different components of our self-care, right? The physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And I think he's right. We do tend to camp out in one or two of the rooms. And even if only to air the rooms out, it's necessary to visit every day. So I appreciate what you're saying about what you're kind of walking through in your journey.
0: Yeah, I like that image of the four rooms. I think for me, I, whenever I think about personal uh, self-care, I think, you know, how do I get in a good headspace? For me, uh, being in a good headspace is very important to to self-care. I can tell whenever things are getting out of control. <laughs> you know, when like, particularly at nighttime, whenever I do the wind-down with the kids. You know, get your lunch ready for tomorrow. Get your outfits. You know, and whenever they're not listening, and I find well, they're just they're just not listening to me. And you know, I find out. I'm not in a good headspace whenever I start barking orders at them and I see this tension rise up in me And so you know I, I notice that I need to take uh, take a breath, take take a minute, maybe a pause from my situation to get in a good headspace so I can then uh, go back to functioning within the family dynamics. Uh, but I like what you're saying about physical, emotional, and spiritual as well. And so I'd like to give more thought to that as we as, as we think about self-care.
1: Yeah. And I think you're bringing up another good point, Chris, too, that I think each of us have signs in our lives that we are lacking in self-care, right? Whether it's irritability or distractibility at work, or maybe we have physical ailments and our body is speaking to us that we need to, to pay more attention. Maybe it's lack of joy, boredom, whatever it is. I think sometimes there's these signs saying, Hey, we need to pay attention. And there's some rooms that have been neglected here and it's invitation to us. And we can continue to ignore and keep pressing on. You know, I do think that there is a misconception that self-care is selfishness or that somehow we have to like press through to be noble and, and in service to God and others, we have to just keep going. And certainly there are times when we do maybe have to set some things aside, but only if we're returning back and tending to them. Otherwise you know, it's not sustainable. We, we can't keep going on. And I think we all intuitively know that. And sometimes our bodies, mind, spirits are like loudly speaking that to us in various ways.
2: And maybe you guys have heard this or not, but I feel like someone once said something to me around these physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, that like sometimes even if one of those is in deficit, giving credence to another side of that will actually fill the tank all the way around. So- you know, maybe it's, I need to just laugh, right? I need to find something and, or if it's like relational tension in the house, maybe we all just need to laugh together. We all just need to breathe together or not, right? But somehow this was a huge, uh, in my spirit a little bit that maybe even I don't have to do it perfectly. I don't have to figure out which one of these four is the, the emptiest and then fill it. But just giving attention at all was going to be a meaningful experience, which I just found that to be a sigh of relief.
1: Yeah, I like that, too. And, and especially kind of his part about even if only to keep it aired. And so maybe my physical today is I'm choosing a salad. I don't have time to go work out. I'm not doing some like bike ride or something, but I'm nourishing my body with a good salad today. And that's enough. Right? I took a vitamin or maybe I'm listening to a podcast and I'm stretching my mind mentally, I'm I'm feeding myself. So it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes to your point, Christina, we think that we have to have these grandiose things and what room is empty and how do I like completely furnish that room <laughs> as opposed to, I'm just cracking the window open a little bit to acknowledge you are there. And this is all that I have for right now.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I find I'm drawn to, to the, you know, self-care around spirituality or, you know, the spiritual room. And one of the things that I, have run up against lately is, is people finding the need to do more as a way to feel fulfilled in their spiritual lives. And, you know, in talking with these individuals, it's like, no, I don't, you don't need to do more. You actually need to do less. And so I think people think working for God or serving in this capacity is going to fill their spiritual tank. And One of the things that I want to challenge them with is, no, why don't you just take a step back instead of doing, feeling like you have to do more? Why don't you just be, Uh, take time to just read a book or go on a walk or do something that isn't about serving other people. It's more about taking a time to connect with God yourself. I think pastors really think that they fall into this category of if I just do more, that uh, I'll I'll be fulfilled spiritually, and I think pastors probably pray less than most people in the world. They don't spend as much time praying, and now that, that's not true of every pastor uh, or every priest. What does it look like to uh, fill that room? Uh, the spiritual room with self-care is something that I've been giving a lot of thought to.
1: Yeah, I was actually in a seminar recently and we were talking about ethics around spiritual guidance and it was sort of broad with, you know, spiritual directors, counselors, et cetera. And actually self-care was one of the ethics. So we're talking about things like confidentiality, um, mandated reporting and self-care was also in there and how they were saying, this is an ethical responsibility to care for ourselves if we're in the helping professions. I I think medical professions as well. Um, because otherwise not only are we not maybe showing up well, we could actually potentially do harm to people, although we are not intending that. And so I think that that was just a real shift for me of, yeah, it's definitely not about selfishness, but even sort of the ethic ethics principle around that was really striking to me.
2: I love it. And I think while and that has been such a huge focus, I so just to like pause on that for a second to say, yes, really right? like spending time here. And I'm Harkening back even to a moment where we're talking about like maybe I just have a salad or like I just have time to read a little bit. Um, this notion of a few pauses throughout the day like, seems useful as opposed to like oh I have one day once a month and I just like take it as much as I possibly can and then I try to ride it. It seems like the general wisdom is a few pauses for something meaningful. Uh, so if that looks like, oh, I've got this, I have a daily meditation that I get via email. I love reading that, it means a lot to me. I try to get to it first thing in the morning. If I can't, I try to get to it at lunch, you know? <laughs> but these little moments to pause, and I'm not so good at it. I've even considered putting on a timer, but I'm, I've even wondered if that'll work, because sometimes I think I'll just blow right through it for the sake of work, like I'm such a, results-driven individual that it takes a lot. So it's really helpful when I have people say to me directly, this is part of your responsibility. (laughs) So it grounds me and keeps me like, right. It's not just about serving everybody else all the time because I do go to that space so easily. Uh, As I've even reflected more on self-compassion, I realized recently, I really burn through, may I be well? Like, I just take that, yes, of course. And then I try to get to everybody else as quickly as I can. There's always so much that I'm thinking about. And I want to make sure that I do well for those people. So, this business of several pauses a day is inspiring to me.
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes a barrier to self care is maybe a feeling of guilt, like we're not doing enough. Chris, to your point, and Christina, just what you're mentioning here as well. And I think, gosh, what a, false narrative that I think our culture has fed us of of that, not doing enoughness as opposed to just that, that being space. And, you know, there's so many invitations in, in, in Jesus's life. I I just think of that simple, you know, consider the lilies of the field, look at the birds of the air. That's a very simple considering a, a flower or a bird is a very simple thing that Jesus is inviting us to do. But I think somehow if you're sitting on a bench, looking at a bird that doesn't feel enough, right? We should be reading Philippians or praying for Afghanistan refugees or whatever it is. But Jesus, I think, invites us to these very simple acts that I'm hoping that we can continue to grow in moving past some of those guilty feelings into you know, actually that there's something beautiful and sacred about this.
0: Yeah. And I'm, you know, I think one of the things that that seems to be highlighted here is the, you, you know, the utilitarianism. That our country is just, <laughs> that's our creed. That's what we live by is like work more, do more. And if, if a person is working hard, doing a lot in life, that's a happier life. They're going to get more financially. They're going to get more done building careers. They're going to get done building a legacy, all that type of stuff. There's not a whole lot of emphasis placed on just taking strolls or doing nothing. I think doing nothing actually is doing something. It's nurturing this part of ourselves that is unseen, right? And so, because we're so results oriented, you know, like we want to check off lists, we want to see these accomplishments happen. And there's nothing wrong with that in in balance, but I, I just think we diminish the value of just being, just doing nothing. And it's, it has a very low value in our society. And uh, so I like talking about this because I think if, if we could talk about just doing nothing, and that's, that's a good thing, to do nothing. It is actually doing something that is unseen in us.
1: That reminds me of a a spiritual mentor years ago uh, had this teaching around some of these spiritual rhythms and he used to work in a factory and um, they somehow had to like assemble these different boxes. And so he was younger and it was like, how many boxes can we do? And so they had like a lunch buzzer that rang to indicate, okay, it's time for the lunch break. And everybody would stop the assembly line to go to the break room. And so one day the bell rang and he's like, oh, I can squeeze in one more box. And he just felt this nudge from God of like that's enough put the box down go take your lunch break and it was this moment for him of I could squeeze in one more box but it's time for lunch right now and so I'm going to stop and that kind of took him on this whole journey of what does it mean to have those boundaries and to to do the self-care and to stop the productivity to go be relational with his coworker and have a sandwich so yeah I agree with what you're saying Chris I think that's super important well thanks for such a generative conversation today Now we are going to transition to the part of our podcast where we talk about what we are into this week.
2: So I have been into songs of blessing, which is kind of a funny thing, but I've run into a few of these may the type songs, and they're really just sung prayers that are offering up blessing. And I find myself humming them everywhere I go and turning them on in the car and teaching them to my children. And they've kind of got a folk songy feel to them. And um, I think that helps everybody be able to sing a little bit so the kids have been able to get into it. And it has just filled my spirit. So that is what I am into lately. Nice, we'll have to share some of those, Christina.
0: I found our pumpkin carving kits in our garage and I am mentally thinking about carving pumpkins. I want to physically be into carving pumpkins uh, and thinking about templates that me and the, the kids can print out to sort of stencil out these pumpkins. So I am into pumpkin carving
1: well, I am into something that I feel almost embarrassed to admit because the bandwagon of this was like, you know, a year and a half ago, but I'm into sourdough whole wheat bread. And um, I know like all during the beginning of the pandemic, there was all the rage about sourdough and I was not into it then, but I have found like this yummy, delicious sourdough whole wheat bread at the co-op. I think one of the episodes I talked about whole grains that I was into and just loving it. And so I get excited when it's time for my toast and tea. So that is what I am into this week. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. If you are looking to go deeper in your spiritual journey, we invite you to check out the spiritual direction page on our website, which includes even more practical information about spiritual direction and companioning. And also while you're there, feel free to subscribe to our newsletter that comes out twice a month with little helpful tips and nuggets about the contemplative life until then make it a great week.